you know, we always do a summer workshop. And so when I look at my summer workshop, that's called July, as we wrap that up, I'm looking at all my stats and data from that workshop, like what was attendance, who came, how many guests came, what were the number of new patients that came, what were the sales from that event? I gather all that data and I say, hey, 2020 is coming. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Remarkable CEO. I am Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Dr. Pete, it's great to be with you. I'm super excited for this episode as we are harnessing the end of your energy, getting ready for 2020. Can you believe it's 2020? How long have we been waiting to talk about the 2020 vision and just kicking off 2020? Yeah, I'm thrilled. And, uh, you know, this came to me recently, Doc, and I'll just say it here now. It's not just preparing for the 2020, it's the 2020s. I really believe we're stepping into the best decade uh, that we've ever had in, in chiropractic and that the best decade that you'll ever have in your life I believe this is going to be a, a decade of a tremendous breakthrough, but it's going to start with how we do 2020. Yeah, no question about it. You know, this has been a continuous theme here through the last four or five episodes. We've been talking about the uh, the CEO's approach to projects and initiatives, right? We've been talking about planning, preparing, executing, and assessing. In today's episode, we're going to really unpack one of the most important strategies for any leader in any organization, definitely a key role for the CEO is to make sure that our marketing plan and our marketing calendar is done a, a year in advance, right? So always staying 12 months ahead, the plan, the prepare, the execution, the assess, big part of the marketing calendar. So let's open up this conversation. I, I really, uh, I've been excited to hear how you do things. So, uh, you know, we're going to flip the script here today. I want to pick your brain a bit. I know you're just a marketing monster and uh, you know that promoting chiropractic is an act of kindness. So I know you always were loaded for bear. Uh, so I want to get behind the curtains and get a sense of like, how'd you pull that off? Like, what were some of your rituals? What were some of your best practices? And uh, give us, you know, let's shine a light on you know, Dr. Pete Kimiolo and his approach to marketing for the chiropractic practice. So why don't you go high level first, give us, give us some insight. What was your process getting ready, end of year, getting ready for next year? You know, I think what really comes to me is that I would get sick to my stomach if I didn't have a plan. So, I mean, I, I had almost a, um, there, there was this thing in me that if, if we weren't, if we weren't planned out, we didn't have a plan. I, I felt a, a major sense of um, irresponsibility. I felt a weight and a heaviness. So for me, honestly, I, it, it was a way to avoid feeling terrible. <laughs> you know, really, I was having a plan. And what I realized was it wasn't good enough just to have a plan for the next month, which is what I, I thought initially really getting into practice. Like, well, just going to go month at a time, month at a time is when it really came to me was, Doc, when I realized that I needed to have the next year almost up to 18 months planned out. I remember when I, when I started really embracing this idea of the next year, 18 months, 24 months, even talking, like you said, what's the three to five year vision that needs to also live on a calendar. Like that's just not living in, in some, you know, you know, in your head, that's actually written down. And so what came to me, doc, was when we, we first started getting the, the year calendars, Right, so you know how the, you can buy the calendars and they're the flip ones and they go month to month. 
when we bought the the 12 month calendar and we started pasting those up on the wall you come to my practice you'll see two of them the current year the next year so we always have two calendars on the wall 12 months 24 months at a glance so if you walk into the office you're going to see on the wall two massive uh, calendars that have all that are all written on there and then around them there are whiteboards that have all these all these goals and strategies and plans and eventually it goes from the whiteboard to the calendar or if it's on the calendar it goes from the calendar to the whiteboard because the whiteboard is where you unpack it so there's this marriage between the whiteboard and the the calendar the marketing calendar that's a year to two years in advance because here's the thing doc you and I both know you know, 2020 is upon us, but 2020 was upon us in July of 2019. And so I am already in 2020, well into 2019, and I'm going to be in 2021 as we enter into 2020. And so this idea of always being 12 months ahead, it's not just at the end of 2019, I'm going to do 2020. No, it's I'm always looking 12 months. So I disciplined myself to always be like, what month is it? It's July of 2016. Great. Let's look all the way ahead to July of 2017. And I'm always thinking a year ahead because a lot of the things that I do when it comes to marketing are rhythmic. I get into rhythms and I wanted, I do a stop, start, keep on everything that I do. So I say, hey, if we do a summer you know, workshop, you know, and we do, you know, we always do a summer workshop. And so when I look at my summer workshop, let's call it July, uh, typically we do it before July, but let's just say it was July. As we wrap that up, I'm looking at all my stats and data from that workshop, like, what was attendance? Who came? How many guests came? What were the number of new pages that came? What were the sales from that event? I gather all that data and I say, hey, 2020 is coming, or let's just say this was 1920, 20s coming. We got to document all this and we got to answer the question, are we going to do this again next year? What are we going to do differently? What would we talk? What would we say to ourselves a year from now? If we could remember, let's write all that down. And then I file that away. So when I look, go back in, let's say June of 20. Uh, you know, 20, and I'm thinking about the next quarter, I pull out that data, you know, six, eight weeks out before the t July event. And I'm like, what did we do last year that worked really well with this one event that we learned? What are we going to repeat? What are we going to adjust? What are we totally cutting? And I'm, so I'm always living one year in advance. I'm always thinking ahead, but I'm always documenting everything right now. So that's what's important now is documenting. So that what's important next, a year from now, I always am able to review back. All right, Dr. Pete, I'm going to pause you for a second here, and I'm going to try to dig through the pile of golden nuggets that you just threw on the floor in front of everybody. And just to give this conversation some context, I'm going to risk blowing my own horn right now and say, you got to recognize who you're talking to right now. And I don't mean me, I mean Dr. Pete, because you know we built a massive practice. So to give you know listeners context, because I know a lot of you don't know Dr. Pete, and you don't, you don't know me, possibly, you don't know either one of us, but... Um, you know, the average chiropractor sees somewhere around 100 visits a week, right? So depending on who you ask and what study you read. So both Dr. Pete and I built practices up over 1,000 visits a week. And, you know, I would say I have the like most unsexy story of building a practice. It took me 10 years to build a practice to 1,000 a week. You know, the end of year one, eh, about 100 a week. The end of year two, eh, about 200 a week. End of year seven, oh, about 700 a week. And just before year 10, yeah, 1,000 a week. That was just awesome. And I'm, you know, very proud of it. But, uh, then I meet Dr. Pete. Dr. Pete built a practice to over a thousand a week in his first year. 
So um, everybody pull the car over, get your notebooks out, get your pencils out. What you're, you're, getting, you're getting to peer into the mind of somebody who built one of the biggest practices in the world and without question at the fastest rate of anybody who ever hit a thousand a week. So uh, Dr. Pete, I'm going to peel you all the way back and double click on something you said there that I want to make sure that, that people don't miss. So staying 12 months ahead, you know, just the simple act of hanging two posters on the wall in your war room. Cause I was in that war room with you, right? I've never been in it physically, but I was in it mentally. I know we had our war room and two posters on the wall. Those are the two big 12 month posters. Here's the truth, guys. You're sitting here right now. It's December, you're probably listening to this in December, 2019. You look ahead and you're like, wow, there's 12 months of 2020. Here's the truth. In February, February 1st of 2020, you're already 12 months, 12 months ahead. You're already into 2021. So you gotta, you gotta think that way. Don't let it sneak up on you. So I know that there's plenty of docs on the line right now that are being like, shoot, man, 12 months ahead. I'm not sure what we're marketing next week in the practice. Like I don't know what we're promoting next week in the practice or next month in the practice and doc, wherever you are, that's cool. Wherever you are, that's where you're at. All right. So just listen to us when we say, you know, that you're spending time, energy, focus, and money to try to market your practice. You're probably spending more than we are when we market ahead of time, when we plan ahead of time. Because what ends up happening is you get into a panic and you're just like, oh man, we need more new patients. Oh, we don't have any marketing going on next week. And your team rolls their eyes and they know what's coming. All of a sudden, you're going to do this full court press. There's going to be this Frankenstein together marketing initiative that's going to be sloppy and it's going to be wonky and it's going to be clunky and it's going to be stressful and expensive and unsuccessful. You're going to throw people and money at it. Does this sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> right? So that's what ends up happening when we panic and we react to a practice that's dipping or flat or what have you. And we realize that we don't have a marketing plan in place. Now, don't get me wrong. I know you got a vision and I know that you got a big heart for chiropractic and you're on purpose, but the difference between a dream and a mission is a plan, right? So when you have, you have a vision with a plan, it becomes a mission. So that's what we're trying to um, introduce here is the fact that you absolutely have to lead with a plan. Big part of that plan is your marketing. So always stay 12 months ahead. All right, so let's get practical and tactical on this, Dr. Pete. How did you break it down? I know we talk about the multiple tributaries of new patients in the practice. What does that mean to you? I know you, you call it a triple threat. Why don't you unpack that for us? Before I get into that, I want to just talk about the rhythm, the meeting rhythm, right? So now that you've got the, you know, the calendars on the wall, right? So, and, and you know, that's not sexy stuff. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I mean, those big, mar you know, I used to go down the office depot or office wherever. That was actually, you know, I did it at one point and then I was something I delegated eventually. Uh, but, you know, I, I was like, we've got to get that calendar. And I was like, what's the biggest one, the best one to write on, the one that has little margins. We got, we got to, you know, it's got to, it's got to work for me. Like it's got to work for me. It's got to work for us, you know? And so, um, so then it's the rhythm of the meetings, guys. So here's the thing. It's not enough just to have the thing up on the wall. It has to, this has to bake into your, your cadence of your, your weekly rhythms and your monthly rhythms and your quarterly rhythms and your annual rhythms. Like to me, there's a rhythm and, and it's just so key to get rhythms in place. Like I, I crave like a great rhythm. Like I just search for the best flow and cadence. I just want to get in that. And that's what I, I, I hunger and crave that. And that's what the marketing counter gave me. It gave me a framework create rhythms that worked. And I'll tell you, you know, doc, this is so powerful. And 
this is what makes my marriage work within the context of being an entrepreneur and a business owner who happens to be a three on the Enneagram and happens to be a high achiever who always is thinking next thing, next mountain, next you know, dream, big idea. It keeps me accountable to the now because I get so caught up in the next I just lose the sight of the now. And then I can lose sight of the people that are here with me in the now, not only my team, but my family. So what this has done, this discipline, this cadence, these rhythms, they organized me, right? Because I needed to be organized. I needed to come out of this visionary, you know, dreamer person down to like, you got to come down to the ground, Pete. We got to get this thing written down. So I did this for myself to discipline myself because I naturally wouldn't have done that. It needed to be written down. That's one of the things, Doc, you talk about is if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. I'll tell you right now, if I come to your office, if I airdrop in any of your offices this next week and I don't see a marketing calendar and up on the wall in your offices, I'm going to go ahead and be like, yo, guys, we got to change some things around here. So I'm just saying it's got to be written down because if it's just in your head or it's in your notebook, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. That war room that you talked about, that's where we did our daily huddles. I'll tell you right now, Everybody was seeing it every day. We weren't looking a year ahead every huddle, but we had our we, we were glancing at it, and it does something to your nervous system when you have that. So we have our our rhythms. We have our annual planning rhythms. We do that in in December. We do actually, Doc. I'll be honest with you. At, we got all the way up to the point where we were doing it in October, November. We did a retreat with our team at the end of the year, and we would do it in the fall. And we actually did our 2020 or whatever the next year's planning meeting. We did that in the it like up in somewhere in Q3 or four. Like somewhere, offsite. Yeah, offsite. We did a two day. We go rent a cabin. We go out. We do some you know team building stuff. And we would do, we bust out the year in ahead. And we would do that. It was so good for the culture. We bring the spouses, you know, in the evening, we do like a potluck dinner. It was, it was fun. We did it. And it was, it was powerful for doing a lot of amazing things. But we, we had time to plan in advance. And that really helped. But then in, you know, end of November, early December, we sit down as a team again, like in the office. And we have like a few hour meeting, a board meeting. And we, we really look at, okay, here's the calendar for 2020. By that point, I've done my homework, which is setting the goals, you know, the, the major, like the big lag measures for, let's say, attraction, conversion, retention, and collections. That's on me to set that, those benchmarks. I have the data now by December of all the year up to that point in those categories. And I have the previous years. By the way, whenever I set my goals, I always do two years of data, not just one. So I like to look at the current year's data. I want to see the year before's data. What was our goals? What was our outcomes? Two years in a row. That then helps me be more objective and realistic with setting really uh, achievable goals, but always stretching. But I do that and I expose that to my team. So in that meeting, I'm saying, hey guys, here was our total number of leads we got. Let's just focus on attraction. We hear our total number of leads we got in 2000, let's say 18. Here are the leads that we got from, uh, from internal. Here are the leads we got externally. Here's the leads we got digitally. Here are the same numbers. We, these were our goals. Here's what we got. Let's look at this year. We set a goal for this. This is where we started. This is where we are now from those three categories. Just let's look at leads as being one of the KPIs, one of the lag measures. So then when I set our number for 2020, let's just pick one category, attraction. Let's just look at total leads because that's one of my main key KPIs. We need to have a number of leads because I know the number of leads I know that is going to directly impact the number of new patients because there's going to be a discrepancy there. And I know what our numbers are based on what's our conversion rate from lead to actually showing up for a new patient. Because then that becomes another behavior that we focus on training on. I'm not going to get too much in the weeds here. I know I am. 
But this is what I'm talking about. So I have my, all my numbers, I gather that data. I have that data come to me before so that I can put together a really good goals plan. And then we can add that into the marketing calendar. So then once we look at our calendar, we say, hey, do we have the pieces on the calendar that are going to help us achieve these goals? Or is there gaps and we need to fill it in? Because you know that can happen sometimes. You're like, you know what? We need to add in another uh, promotion or event this month. Can you see? Because we're there's a gap of like six weeks. We don't have anything. So we would then have visibility into that, and we all as a team can agree. Yep, that's something we need to do. Is everybody good? Yep. We get agreement. Bam! It goes on the calendar. We agree what we're going to do there. So we have our annual, you know, meeting, but then we have our quarterly. So I like to do a quarterly rhythm where we look at the next 90 days. And that's really important to do that. And again, because we've had the whole year already, it's not as difficult to do all the rest of these, which are reverse engineering meetings. So once you've got the big one done, then when you do the quarter, you always are looking at, here's where we're going. Okay, let's reverse that back. Here's where we are. We're in Q1 of 2020. Let's look at the four areas, attraction, conversion, retention, collections, and let's let's start looking at you know the marketing calendar. So we look at all the events coming up January, February, March, and we look at that and we say, what do we now need to do? What are the behaviors that we need to do to be able to make this happen to achieve our goals January, February, and March? So that's at the beginning of the quarter. And of course, at that meeting, we also look at the next month. So that's technically that one would also be your next month's meeting, the one that kicks off the quarter. Then there's the monthly meeting. So at the beginning of every month, the end of the month before, I look at the next month. So let's say it's the end of January. Let's look at February. So that's another rhythm is the monthly. And then I do my weekly. And this is something that's short. It's in our team meetings that we do weekly. And there's a part in the agenda where we look at the calendar. Every single team meeting, we always look at the calendar. And we say, here's what's coming up. And we just make sure everybody has visibility. Everybody's in. Any issues, any questions? Because here's what's happening. My team and I, we're all working towards something on that calendar. Everybody's contributing to it in some way. So it's a great time to check in and say, guys, remember we got the, we've got the uh, weight loss workshop coming up the third week of January. Our goal is 100 people uh, and, and 25 guests. Right now, we're at bam, 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 right? So it's a great time to check in. Where are we at with our numbers? What can we do to help each other? It's a great time to do that. And then the last part of the rhythm is the daily check-in. And that's a daily huddle. That's why I love the daily huddle sheet. We talked about that in one of the previous episodes uh, on the podcast. And we talked about how that's also a great time to check in like, hey, we're doing a, a food drive. We've got an event coming up. We've got a dinner with the doctor, whatever it is. And we can check in and say, hey, how are we doing with the goals? Where are we at? What do we need to do to help drive that? So do you see how the annual reverse engineers all the way back into the behaviors of today? And this is where it becomes this cadence, this rhythm that's just really organized, systematized, and it just becomes, you know, you manifest, you start to manifest the, the outcomes that you really desire. It's huge, man. That's great, man. I was just walking through that with you and it was like, I, I could see every step of it and I could see the bigness of it going all the way down from the macro to the micro. Uh, that's what I love about you, Dr. Pete, is just the detail there. And I hope you guys are just taking copious notes on that because, you know, there were so many gems of so much gold, just as a quick recap um, before we wrap up here, the, you know, the big idea is like we've started with this whole concept of the vision, right? Then we had the vision story from the previous episode, like what does success look like? Like what's the business we're going to create this next year, this over the next 12 months. And then we visualized it and then we quantified it, right? So that we set goals and we were like, okay, so what are the measurables? What are the KPIs? What are the objectives that we want to reach categorically in attraction, conversion, retention, collections, and in team building. And then we have our 
accountability chart, which of course we pull out of that the scorecards for every individual on our team. And they have their own KPIs, which is really a reflection of where we're going for goals. And we say, okay, that's where we're going. How are we going to get there? That's today's episode, which is the marketing plan, right? You know, we got to take that dream, right? And we got to take that vision and we've got to turn it into a mission by putting a plan in place, right? And that's your marketing plan. And as Dr. Pete mentioned, we have the triple threat. We might, we market across the three uh, tributaries of internal new patients, which is referrals, external activities that you do outside of the office, and digital, where we leverage you know, web-based marketing, right? So we have the three tributaries of leads coming into the practice. Well, that's going to need a marketing calendar so that the marketing plan gets materialized on a marketing calendar. So now it's time-based. So everybody in the practice can see it. We put it up on the wall. We stay 12 months ahead. So that implies you've got two 12-month calendars up on the wall. So you can always do your diligence and stay 12 months ahead. Now, you can have greater detail, you know, obviously this month, next month, this quarter, and the detail might fade a bit as you get out into the future, six months out, nine months out, 12 months out, 15 months out, but you have a place where you can throw those anchors out there when you have opportunities and you get a sense of like, okay, I need to flesh this thing out. I need to stay well ahead of this so that there's no last minute panicking uh, marketing, which of course is stressful, expensive, and unproductive. And then you set up measurement systems because if you're going to have KPIs, it implies you know your metrics, right? So people have to know what success looks like. What's a win look like? It has to be measurable. So you have to have things like vital signs in place where you can measure it. And you have reporting systems in place so that everybody on the team can report back to you around the outcomes that they're getting relative to the goals. So now you have a reporting system and then you establish your meeting rhythms, right? And from a high level macro, you do your annual big meeting. Then you do your quarterly board meetings. Then you do your monthly marketing meetups. Then you do your weekly team meeting. And then you do your daily huddles. And the daily huddle is where the rubber hits the road, where everybody holds hands and we go heart, head, hands, feet. And the feet is on the street. This is what we're talking about today. This is what we're promoting today. This is what we're excited about. This is what we're inviting people to, right? So don't skip that last part. That's where the marketing calendar actually becomes productive is when you create that level of focus. Remember, focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity. And uh, that's what the marketing plan and marketing calendar and our mission is all about. Because what the world needs right now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And on behalf of Dr. Pete Camiolo and the remarkable CEO and the remarkable practice team, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the remarkable CEO. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.